Today on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, we've got the man behind the latest viral wrestling video, the purveyor of the pounce heard around the world, Ace Romero is here. I'm glad to see you recovered from me throwing him through a barbershop window. Well, I got an idea who the real Marty Jannetty was of that tag team, plus your promo about nothing is coming up and so much more, but first, tell him, George. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing episode 116. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring, and joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars. Now, he's a Ring of Honor wrestler, the force of nature, the object unmoving, the kingpin, Brian Mega Malonis. What's up, Mike? Hey, those shirts are selling pretty good, buddy. Like hotcakes? <laughs> yeah, kind, well, kind of. Maybe not quite like hotcakes, but... Uh, Love a good hotcake. Putting a few bucks in my pocket. How can people find the new Mega Malonis t-shirt? I'm glad you asked, Mike. I'm brianmalonis.com, along with uh, some other selections as well, including the Curtain Jerker WPAN t-shirt. Yes, yeah, so go to brianmalonis.com if you want to get the new Mega Malonis t-shirt, the Curtain Jerker WPAN t-shirt, and so many more goodies. BrianMalonis.com. All right, we got the plug right out of the way from the beginning. Uh, last week, we talked about Glow, episode 150 of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing with Peter Winson of Greetings from Allentown. How do you feel coming out of that episode? Are you all caught up on Glow now? <laughs> no, no, I'm not, Mike. So you lied. I didn't lie. I'm going to get there eventually. Yeah, I, I listened back to the episode, and you did mention there how, uh, what is that show? 13 Reasons Why. 13 Reasons Why, yeah. You were watching that instead of watching Glow? That's a fantastic show. Have you watched it? Oh, yeah, but were you doing a podcast on that? No, so you watch, you watch 13 Reasons Why? No, I've never watched that show. Why wouldn't you watch that show? It's a fantastic show, especially being a father, you know, very soon here, Mike. Uh, you know, I think, it's, I think it's one to watch. Well, I wasn't reviewing that on my podcast, so I decided to put that aside <laughs> and watch the episodes that I was assigned to. Well, I was already done the 13 Reasons Why by the time you assigned this to me. Uh-huh. By the way, you assigned it to me like a week before we recorded. Hey, watch this entire fucking series. Literally, it is, what if it, it'd be five hours total. Well, Mike, as you're about to see, when you have children, they tend to take up some time. Uh, you could have watched on your lunch break. <laughs> You're assuming you're assuming I get lunches. Oh, really? What are you talking about? I'm a professional wrestler, Mike. There's no there's no lunch breaks in professional wrestling. Oh, excuse me, I forgot that's your full time occupation. <laughs> hey, some things we fully pull back the curtain on. Some things, you know, need to remain a mystery. Oh man, it is hot out, isn't it? Yes, and uh, you know what? You know what? I'm sitting here sweating my balls off because if I had my AC on, you'd be screaming. Yeah, I just... Not my AC, but my AC, you know. Oh, yeah, AC is coming up. But yes, your air conditioning unit is not turned on because that's what we need. You are against ACs. Yeah. The sweat is worth it for clean audio. <laughs> you and Murata, like, they're... You know, and uh, PW called it out as well last week. You're insane when, when it comes to the audio. We still haven't gotten it right, but we're getting close there, Kingpin. We're getting hey, close. You know, you know what? The two-time, two-time podcast of the year... Doesn't really worry about their audio sometimes, so yeah, it's relax. fucking brutal half the time. Even they're on the freaking <laughs> WWE Network, and I, I I don't watch it because of course I don't have the network anymore. But I see the clips on you know the WWE's Facebook or whatnot. Like Conrad doesn't sound like his microphone is on. What is going on? They have so much money. They make so much money for this podcast. They're doing stuff all over the place, live shows. They got the thing on the network. They got their own podcast with a ton of sponsors. They got. 10 minutes of sponsors in front of the uh, show, and they can't have a microphone that works. They can't get cameras that look good. What is going on with them? 
Well, because while guys like you are focused on that, uh, they're focused on content, which is what sells it, buddy. Come on. You think it's your audio that sells this podcast? It's, it's my content, baby. Content? You mean just picking up an observer and reading? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Steven <laughs> is getting really upset right now, I think. <laughs> Steven is a, is a uh, loyal fan of uh, something to wrestle. Steven's getting upset. <laughs> You've completely gotten us off track now, Mike. Yeah, I, I, we're off the rails already here. We got to get Ace Romero on the line in just a second. But yeah, he's sitting here waiting for us, and and you're being, you know, you're being considerate. Well, that is true. Have you watched NXT at all? <laughs> I have not. I saw clips of Dijak versus the Velveteen Dream, which aired last Wednesday on the WWE Network. Dijak looking good. Yeah, and I saw one clip. Did he take some sort of weird bump like off the apron to the floor? Yeah, it looked like the stairs were involved as well in the whole thing. He's he's turning heads, I think, you know, in losing efforts, but he's doing very well. He had a match against uh, Ricochet, I believe, and now the Velveteen Dream. Uh, I'm not sure what their objective is with Dijak. I, I mean, he's money as far as I'm concerned, but I mean, I'm sure... Something more is going to come out of this. But, he, yeah, he has been looking very good against these guys that he's in there with in NXT. Yeah, it's about time he gets an opportunity. I mean, geez, I feel like he's been there for close to a year now. I think that's that seems about accurate. Uh, yeah, it's about friggin' time they do something with the guy. I mean, yeah, I'm with you. I think he's money. I think he's going to be an enormous star for them. And this is the start of it, finally. I don't know what took so long, but hopefully he's off to the races now. And, of course, we spoke to Dijak at length early on in the history of this podcast. Go back in the archives, and you can find our discussion with Donovan, Chris Dijak. Uh, another podcast that you were apparently a part of last week was Ringside Ran. Am I reading this correct? You are reading that correct. And how did that go? It, it went great. We had a great time talking. We talked a lot about you. Really? Yeah, we talked about the wrestling podcast about nothing, and uh, he called out very quickly uh, the Seinfeld fandom. So, yeah, so, you know, we got our plugs in. I got the plugs in for the podcast, so don't worry there. There you go. <laughs> I think I must have said the WPAN.com 40 times. Perfect. Well, yeah, I guess I don't have to go listen and, you know, police you. <laughs> like you were going to listen anyways. You don't even watch my Ring of Honor matches. I do listen to you when you're on podcasts, unlike when I'm on a podcast, you never listen. <laughs> I barely have any time to listen to any podcast. At, at this, I get so many built up on my phone, it's like filling up my phone at this point. Well, Brian, uh, it's time to get this podcast going. Of course, thewpan.com, you just mentioned it. You mentioned it 40 times on Ringside Rant. Thanks to those guys, by the way, for plugging our podcast this uh, past week. Go to the WPAN.com. You can find everything you ever wanted to know about us individually in the wrestling business, our histories, photos from our careers. Plus, you can get the links to subscribe, various ways to the podcast, including Google Podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts. This is the third go-run for Google. They did, the I think it was called Google Listen, then it was Google Play Music. Now they're going full bore with Google Podcasts. Hope it works out this time. If you have an Android phone, you can find us there. Just do a Google search, and we'll show up, and uh, you, know, you can listen right there through Google. So check us out there. The links for that are on thewpan.com. And plus, between podcasts, you can find us on Facebook, the Putting Over Podcasts Facebook group. Just put that in the search bar, Putting Over Podcasts. We're discussing all podcasts there, including those guys, uh, Bruce and Conrad, including the wrestling podcast, but nothing, including all pro wrestling podcasts. So come over there and join us. It's about that time. It's time to dial up our friend. He is the... Viral sensation. Let's get him in here right now. Joining us now is a guy who is a former tag team partner of our own Brian Malonis, and after dumping his ass, has coincidentally risen to prominence in the independent scene. If you've been anywhere near social media or a TV this past week, you've seen the video of him pouncing a hapless opponent from the ring into the stratosphere, and he's here to talk to us first about it. Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast about nothing, AC Baby himself, Ace Romero. Hello, sir. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. It's been going very well, and it's been going very well for you as well. Big week for you this past week. Yeah, it's been a crazy uh, crazy few days. I just want to clear something up here, Mike. A misnomer in your introduction. Okay. Uh, 
Ace didn't dump me. I dumped him. So, <laughs> <laughs> And now you see how big a mistake that was, right? Yeah, that's one side of story. Who knows, you know. <laughs> Two sides of every story. Yeah, yeah. Clear, on my way to being the Marty Janetti of Triple XL. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you're here this week, uh, Ace, because just last week, Brian was burying you on this very podcast. Yeah, I heard that, by the way. That is not true. Ace is a listener of this podcast, Mike. I don't know if you realize that, so yes. he heard the things I said about him. I love this show, actually. I, uh, I reached out to to Malonis uh, a couple days ago and I was like dude all this stuff's going on right now like I uh I'm a big fan of uh wrestling podcasts about nothing so I was like is there any way you guys want to put me on the show you guys be the first people I talk to I've had a lot of requests so far but I was like favorite podcast right now and I want to be uh I want to be on the show so I can talk about it that's much appreciated thanks so much for that I mean a couple of viral video sensations like you and me we should get together and talk, right? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you remember that video that uh, I was in that was all over the place? What well, was on VH1? But uh, it was me in the ring as a guy fell off the top rope onto his head. <laughs> uh, 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 okay. So, so you were the referee for that match? Yeah. Oh, okay. That was a big, that was a big viral sensation. I mean, just I vaguely remember a, that. a notch below Ace Romero. <laughs> so yeah, this thing has been all over the place, Ace. Uh, TSN in Canada, ESPN in the States, uh, ABC News, the Washington Post. Uh, I saw some, a couple of things from the UK. Just this this video. I guess let's talk about the video first. If anyone out there who hasn't seen it, I'm sure everyone has. But Brian, could you describe what we see in this video that's just about everywhere now? <laughs> A poor hapless and i apologize because i'm not i'm not familiar with the fella that you were wrestling ace his name is anthony Gaines. anthony Gaines. okay so poor anthony Gaines, who is a uh he, he's built like um perhaps like mike crockett when i first met you um <laughs> what's that maybe a little maybe a little smaller even oh ace launched <laughs> to about well i don't know how many rows there were uh in this particular venue but uh even if there were only three rows he got launched into about the 17th row <laughs> yeah uh so i will say that there were it's actually one of the few shows i work on that has uh very nice uh floor mats so when i launched him out of the ring he he missed all the mats and then the cameraman hitting the floor the tile so <laughs> Yeah, because I saw a second angle from a roaming cam, and yeah, the guy just the camera just basically goes batty when he, he yeah, it seems like he just lands on him, right? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. He was pretty much in the entrance, like he was like pretty much in gorilla uh, when he landed. And I can I can still like when I look back at it, like I I try to look back at like think about it in the ring when it happened. It's just it's still slow motion to me. I, when I saw it, it was like slow motion when he was flying. Like it was such a weird like. It was pretty uh, phenomenal. Like I just, I can't, uh, I can't explain it when I saw it for the first time in the ring. What does he weigh? Like, what, what about does he weigh? Ace? Oh man, he was probably like maybe like a buck sixty, maybe if that. <laughs> and you're, and you're, what you're about like what, like three eighty right now? Three eighty? Come on. <laughs> no, you're lighter. I hear, I hear the way you razz Crockett about his weight all the time. You ain't do that to me. <laughs> well, what are you at right now? I, I don't know. Right now, right now, I'm floating uh, at a at a cool like around right around three seventy. So, of course, I wasn't that far off. <laughs> it depends what I had for breakfast, I guess. <laughs> Crockett himself is at about three forty these days. So. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> Guys like us, we get very sensitive about our weight, Brian. You should know that. Yeah. Uh, I've been taking flack for so long. I'm not sensitive anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's talk about the genesis of this whole spot, Ace. Sure. Was this something that you called ahead of time? Well, I yes, like it was. It was called. Uh, it was actually requested by. Uh, if we're gonna break the fourth wall here, uh, it was actually requested by uh, Young Anthony Gaines to see if we could uh, perform this particular uh, spot. So yes, it was. Uh, it was talked about, and it was uh, it was planned. So he's the one behind the whole spot, and you're the one getting all the fame and glory. <laughs> well, yeah, if you want to pull the curtain back a little bit. Uh, <laughs> per se. 
<laughs> yeah. Not only that, he took all the risk. <laughs> yeah. I'm in your I'm in your corner, Ace. Hey, these little fuckers jump all over us all the time. On on us and yeah. Takes two to tango, you know what I mean? Now is is this part of your uh repertoire normally, the pounce? Yes and no. I, I, it always like it depends on the day or whatever who I'm wrestling, but like I did a similar uh similar spot with uh AR Fox at Limitless Maine and uh he took it. He bounced out of the ring. Uh, it was almost like a Royal Rumble exit. Like I threw him from the middle to the over the top ropes, but he kind of like exited, you know, safely or whatever. And I did happen to mention to Anthony, I was like, "Okay, if you want to do this, that's fine." Uh, when you take it, just kind of like exit safely. Like you hook the rope as you're going over. So I don't know <laughs> if like I don't know if I zigged and he should have zagged or whatever, but he went flying and he didn't hook the rope and he went into the cameraman. Now, is the cameraman, is he a trained professional as well? Did he uh, know what he was in for? <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think he uh, knew what was going on until it hit him. Did he sell it? Crying out loud? Uh, I, he fell over. I know that. <laughs> yeah, that I could see from the video. But uh, yeah, he, he should have been laid out for the rest of the show. Yeah. Yeah. One of those things, yeah, I probably had no choice but to sell it. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Okay, here we go. How much longer did the match go on after this big spot? So, like, it was one of those things, like, uh, we had called, like, it was just one, it was going to be my high spot right in the middle of the heat. Like, uh, we didn't anticipate what was to happen. And the match probably ended probably, like, five minutes later. But uh, there was a couple falsies in between all of that. Like, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, when you're in the heat of the moment, the crowd's going crazy. You just want to keep giving them more and more and stuff. But the crowd, like, we could have we ended there, honestly. It wouldn't have. Uh, wouldn't hurt anybody, but we ended up going. It was a championship match, so another, another like five minutes uh, after with a couple of falsies, and then uh, took it home and uh, with a standing ovation, which was awesome. And that was for Empire State Wrestling, right? And uh, was that Buffalo area? Yeah, it's uh, Pepper Parks. Uh, he he's uh, one of the bookers there. Okay, so it's uh, like one of his shows. It's like his home promotion or whatever where he lives. Now, where are you based out of these days? You moved right out of Maine. Yeah, I, I uh, well, I I lived in Rhode Island recently. Um, okay, I, I moved to uh, to Dayton, Ohio, with uh, Sammy Callian. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's kind of taking me under my wing. Like he's helped me out so much in my career these past like year and a half, and uh, I can't thank him enough, honestly. Yeah, we heard the same from MJF when we had him on uh, a few months ago. That uh, Sammy Callahan was really good to him. So that's that's good to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sammy's an awesome dude. Speaking of like a, a viral video sensation, <laughs> I guess you learned a thing or two from him. I, I don't know if I can say Sammy's a good dude. He uh, he's you know he's he's calling out Ring of Honor lately. I see. So uh, I don't know if I can say anything nice about him on this podcast, Mike. I might be going against the company line. <laughs> okay, so you just stay there and uh, keep your mouth shut like usual. <laughs> <laughs> wow. so ace how has the feedback been overall like from fans uh, have you heard from other workers how's it been since this whole video went viral Uh, at least to my face it's been positive like even online i haven't had any any, not like not a lot of like negative feedback from what i see like i i stayed off like like obviously like sports center abc news all that stuff they have their own feeds and stuff so i didn't read any of that stuff because i want to like I started to read some of it. I'm like, oh, I don't want to read this because I'm going to feel like you know, <laughs> yeah. bad when I'm reading, you know. But so I, I set up all of that, but everything's been pretty positive. Like, there's people that I know that um, work at WWE and like they had reached out to me and texted me. And like, uh, someone in particular was like, yo, a Tuesday morning, he texted me. He was like, you were the talk of the, uh, the Raw locker room last night. Like, everyone was talking about it. So far, everything's been positive. Like, I'm, I'm extremely grateful. I'm, I'm just, at this point now, like I got the ball, I want—I just want to keep running with it. I don't want to fumble it. I just want to show the world what I can do. Everything's been super positive. I'm super excited and happy about everything. Ace, you are much smarter than me. Uh, after my Inside Edition appearance, and they—they they put the video up on YouTube, and I spent 45 minutes reading the comments. <laughs> yeah, so <you're-> dude. <laughs> I, I started to read some things, and I was just like, ugh. Like on Twitter, I can block people. Like I—I I scroll through a couple things, and like people are saying dumb stuff, like. I was like, if you can say whatever you want, you have the power to say what you want. I have the power to block you. Like, I, other than that, like, I just stayed off that stuff because so I know, like, the mindset is like, this thing is, you know, worldwide now. So like, everyone has seen it and everyone has an opinion about everything. So 
I thought it was best to stay off that kind of stuff, not get that in my head. So you talked about them talking about it backstage at Raw and stuff like that. I was wondering, like, how long will they wait till Raw next week or the pay-per-view to steal a spot? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? It'd probably be a good spot for Braun Strowman. You never know. There you go. <laughs> now, Ace, <laughs> I'm a little worried. Do you feel the pressure to top this, to do something else even more nuts? Uh, obviously, like as performers, we always want to, you know, deliver. I think now just like riding the wave and try to figure out what I can do next to either, you know, either increase what's already happened or, or just top it just a little bit. I don't know. Like it's going to be pretty hard, hard to top. But I, don't, I don't think anything in wrestling history has ever been performed such as that spot. So I don't know, like if the uh, situation uh, presents itself, you know, maybe there's a potential to top it, but you never know. Well, I guess it's not your problem, right? It's the it's the other guy's bump, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends, depends on the day who it is. Right. It ain't going to be the old kingpin, I can tell you that much. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> no, I don't even want to imagine it. Internet would just break. I think the building would break. <laughs> <laughs> And I know, Brian, uh, we were talking earlier about how social media and viral videos and GIFs have really changed the way wrestling is viewed, the way wrestling is talked about in this day and age. Uh, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible. It, it's it, I think it's a big reason for, really, I think, the growth and explosion of independent wrestling because a couple of old fellows like ourselves that predated the YouTube days there was really no way for unless you went out there and actually traveled and just went to all these different places, you know. And even then, it wasn't like you were walking in and people knew who you were. And nobody knew who you were when you walked in the door. But now, with YouTube and social media and things of that nature, it's the world becomes a small place. And and if if you use it wisely and you, and use it smartly, you can get yourself out there and get your name out there. And and if you do go to a new a new place and a new territory, for kind of lack of a better term. The people have might have an idea of who you are, or at least if you you get announced by that local promotion, you know you might be like Ace, who's now based out in you know kind of the Midwest, and I'm sure there are promotions out there that that you're going to Ace that the people either knew who you were when you walked in the door, or when the company advertised you, they're able to go search online and and find out who you are before you ever even show up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember like when I first started, well, my friends. Uh, first started wrestling you know they wrote resumes and they had to go uh to some photo studio to get an eight by ten shot and then you waited and then you know they had to <laughs> develop the film and then you know you, you get to check your prints and you decide which picture you want and then you put you know what font what you know aerial 12 point font you want across the bottom comic sans yes exactly and uh yeah it's it's so much easier these days it seems to get your name out there obviously in the territory days if a new guy is coming in they send a camera crew to his house or whatever and and get a a promo from him to air on their tv now it's just like you upload something to youtube and people watch it or they just go and see a highlight video and know what they're getting when you walk in the door. It's just, yeah, it's such a different thing. Brian, uh, I know you and I are not as well-versed in social media as a, a guy like Ace Romero, obviously. What what have you done? What are you doing to make yourself uh, a part of this digital age? Um, <laughs> not much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do. I do the exact things like you're not supposed to. Like I, uh, I do nothing but like push my shows or my merch, which is supposed to be such like a very small percentage. So so many people probably have me muted or like. <laughs> and then I I instigate. Uh, now I don't instigate political arguments because I stay out of that realm. But uh, I instigate a lot of sports arguments and things of that nature. So uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't do nearly enough. I, I, I guess. Ace, can you give him some pointers? Yeah, Brian, you gotta get on that stuff. I know you're always pushing your t-shirts, but you gotta make some content. <laughs> What's the first thing Brian can do, Ace, to up his game? Oh, you should probably get back with Triple XL. I'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> you abandoned New England, so. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> hey, Ace, I don't know if you watch TV, but I've, in, in, in the time since Triple uh, XL has ended, I've become a big television star. Oh, I heard. Aren't you, uh, you're booked at All In, aren't you? Uh, 
<laughs> you had to rub it in. Would <laughs> you feed him that line? No, 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 no. He's a listener. He I'm knows. a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of the show. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you talked about, uh, you know, you're in the area now you're in the Midwest. You started, I think in Florida. Is that right? Well, first you started, uh, wrong. Yeah. You started the CTC or was it the CTC or was it the oh, New England yeah. Pro Wrestling Academy? It was CTC. And you did a fantasy camp. Is that correct? I, uh, yes, I did a fantasy camp. My first time there, my, actually my, uh, my English teacher had your report in high school. I think I was a senior. And the report was, what do you want to be when you get older? Now, I was super embarrassed about like turning my paper because everyone, all my friends were like, oh, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a dentist, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, I want to be a pro wrestler. And all our friends were like, uh, had grown out of professional wrestling. So it was kind of embarrassing. But, you know, long story short, I turned the paper in. She was like, oh, my God, I love wrestling. I watch wrestling all the time. This is awesome. Like, you, you can definitely do this. And I, this happened like, you know, weeks later, there was a fantasy camp online and I was like, oh man, this is, this is it. This is is my ticket. So my mom was, uh, you know, working or whatever. She ended up driving me down there and I did a fantasy camp and, um, they did the gimmick where, uh, the best student of the day would, uh, win free training. And that was me. Wow. Was Brian Malonis there that day? Oh yeah, him and Handsome are running the class. Oh boy, I remember that. I remember that day uh, pretty good. I'm sure we were uh, well behaved on our best behavior. <laughs> oh my god, like it was just, I, I it was such a weird thing because I when I first walked in the building, like, I can I can still remember it now. I remember what the room smelled like. I walked in the ring room. I remember like what the ring was smelled like. I, like like I was like enamored with it. And yeah, Handsome and uh, Good Old Malonis were uh, the leaders of the camp. Now, did uh, our friend Handsome, a.k.a. Warbeard Handsome, did he give you a nice nickname like he tends to do? Yes, he did. Uh, I was wearing a, uh, I went to high school, uh, my high school was called Thornton Academy, so I had a shirt that said, like, T.A., T.A. football, whatever. So the entire day, everyone kept calling me Magnum T.A. <laughs> okay. Well, the resemblance is striking. <laughs> yes, right. It's uncanny. Well, well speaking of Magnum <laughs> TA, you moved to Florida after this, didn't you? Yeah. I was at the CDC for probably like a year and a half. And then I uh, moved to Florida and I started training at Team 3D Academy. Okay. With, uh, with the Dudleys. Great. Yep. Yep. And you debuted down there. Uh, you know, had your first match there. I did have my first match there. It was a battle royal. Were you Ace Romero from the beginning? No, my God, it was not. Okay, uh, who were you? This was it's pretty embarrassing. You want to hear the story? I, yes, uh, please. Do you remember the uh, the character, I don't know, what was his name? Uh, Umaga? I certainly do. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I decided to take that character and portray it and do it very poorly. And... I end up wrestling under the name Batuka. This <laughs> is pretty embarrassing stuff here. Is that B U T T? Uh, no, it was B A T O O K A, and uh, it was funny too because, like, when I got there, I was calling myself Matuka with an M, and somehow, like, ended up being Batuka with a B. And I was like, "That's not my name." Like, I don't care. Just go out there and wrestle. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> now, who was running things? It was the uh, the first company I worked for was a company called uh, Florida Underground Wrestling, FEW. I'm not sure if they're still around uh, nowadays, but looking like looking back at it, being that age, I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome, whatever, whatever. But like now being in the business now for 10 years, I'm just like, wow, that place is a shit show. <laughs> now, did you go out to portray it poorly or did you just portray it poorly as Butaka? Well, I, uh, Batuka. Yeah. First of all, it's Batuka, by the way. Excuse me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> nah, it just was just done poorly. Like it just was like, I was wearing like these under armor sweatpants, but I rolled them up under my knee pads. I was wearing underneath my, my pants and I taped my thumb off like a fucking, like, you know, like a would. Uh, I had the face paint that was horrible. Uh, <laughs> well, I was in the locker room one day, and I don't know if you remember Michael Tarver from the Nexus. Oh, yeah. He was there. 
And he was like, looking back, like he has a point. Like he was like, you're trying to be a Samoan. You know, that, that's, that's, that's disrespectful. Like, are you Samoan? I was like, no. And they're like, the Samoan family would kill you. Then you're doing this gimmick. And I was like, oh shit. I had like, I had no idea. So then like the next week I came out to the, the ring as a Polynesian savage, Patuka. <laughs> I think that might've been a slight exaggeration on the, uh, on the part of Michael Tarver. <laughs> no, no, not as, not at all. <laughs> so how long did it take you for you to transition into ace well from there after the samoan uh i became ace Romero the biker okay biker so I, I left florida i moved back to maine for a little bit uh i started getting into the main wrestling scene and i was ace romero the motorcycle riding gangster whatever you want to call it <laughs> you know what song he came down to mike Keep rolling, 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 right? <laughs> no, I was going to say, dead man walking. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's even worse, actually. It was uh, Ace of Spades by Motorhead. Oh, all right. <laughs> that's not bad. That works. Ace of Spades. Right? It, was, it was bad. Uh, that's like classic, like, uh, I don't know if somebody gave it to you or not, but that's like classic, like, sounds like a move like an indie veteran would... Your name's Ace. You gotta use the Ace of Spades music. It's perfect. So so bad. Like I, it was like the Aces and Nates gimmick, but like just like some no name wrestler like wrestling in Maine on crappy indie shows, wearing cut up jeans with a leather vest with a Motorhead T shirt. Like, <laughs> yeah, talking about the Maine indies brian we've talked about this before uh we have a a while back i mean it's definitely changed now but the independent scene in maine was uh was a wasteland the shits yes the shits (laughs) to say the least what's your experience there brian oh well from i mean just i felt like it was like the land of like untrained people like You'd get up there, and it's all these guys from Maine. You'd be like, who trained you? And they're like, oh, you know, Joe Blow. And it's like, who? <laughs> and then there was, like, a small percentage that, like, Atlas would train before his shows. And then, like, that's the only time they would ever get in a ring would be before his shows. And they'd put, he'd put them in the ring, you know, same day that they that they started. And it was just just terrible. And the amazing thing is there was so much wrestling up there. And they had like the terrible athletic commission. Even and it didn't. It didn't deter the. And, and maybe that. Maybe that is why uh, it, it happened the way it did. Because no reputable promotion really wanted to go up there and lose lose all the money to the commission. So you had all these just terrible places popping up. Yeah, and I had people asking me before about like, do wrestling commissions still exist? Yes, wrestling commissions still exist. And Brian, you've uh, made this known that yeah, it's it's a scam essentially, right? It is. It's it's a farce. They they try to lump it in with boxing, and it's just like it's, this. It's not anywhere close to boxing. If anything, if they're gonna do anything, it should probably fall more in line with like permits for like filming television shows or movies or something like that not boxing athletic commissions it's absolutely absurd it's still it's legalized stealing is essentially what it is yeah and what happens is a guy comes in uh from the commission just essentially just takes a check and leaves just walks in takes half the cash box and walks out the door yeah so the scene definitely changed once Limitless came into existence. And Ace, you were a big part of Limitless Wrestling from day one, right? Yeah. So like I first off, I knew that if I wanted to make any kind of name in wrestling, I needed to get out of Maine. I need to I need to move out of Maine and, and you know, go elsewhere, get the best training I can get, and then make my name that, that way. But, you know, years later, Limitless opened up. It's owned by Randy Carver, and it just was like night and day. Like he 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 had a vision. He wanted to bring him like the top talent around the world, and he's doing it. And it's flourishing, and he's drawing big houses, and it's it's it's, just, it's awesome to be a part of it. I was there since day one when he had the vision, and you know he was really the first promoter to believe in me and and make me like his guy. And I can't thank him enough for it. Yeah, uh, Limitless Wrestling has been a big supporter of ours uh, for 
a long time from day one, even though he won't book Brian anymore, right, Brian? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I did. Uh, Ace, did you politic me out of there or what? Hey, man, there's only room for one big guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. You don't want me on the same show as you anymore to expose you. <laughs> <laughs> it's that classic big guy heat. <laughs> yeah, it's like two big guys like walking to a room. You look at each other across the room. And you're just like, mm, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like Andre the Giant. He hated all other giants. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of exposure, Ace, your gear, you just, just wear the trunks. Yeah. When did you make that decision to go with just trunks? You know I mean, you're a big guy and just the trunks. So after I moved back from Florida and I was like, I was in Maine for a little bit and I was wrestling and I was like, dude, this is bad. Like the wrestling scene in Florida was not the best either. But once I was like, I was in Florida, I was like, uh, I was in Maine. I was like, this is not any better either. I need, to, I need to do something else. And so I moved out of Maine to Rhode Island because I had a friend who lived down here. And he was like, oh, I'm looking for a roommate, whatever. And I was like, oh, maybe Rhode Island has better wrestling. When I got down there, uh, I found out that Biff Busick was uh, running a, like a wrestling camp, whatever, for six or eight weeks, something like that. And me and actually me and Biff actually started together in the same class. At the CTC. So you got the free training over him? Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't. I don't think. I don't. I can't remember if he was there or not. To be honest, uh, but we were in the same. After the fact, we were in the same class coming into the chaotic training center. Okay. So yeah, I, I reconnected with him. Like he, he remembered who I was and all that stuff, and he was like, "Hey, if, like there was like another class running like before his class, so I'd go to that class, and then he would run from like nine to twelve, and." Uh, I just reconnected with him. He's like, I was wearing like a singlet with a t-shirt on, a cutoff t-shirt. He's like, you know what? You should you should change your look. You need to you need to do something else. You should wear trunks. He's like, who gives a shit? Like, I was like, well, I'm not in shape. And he's like, who cares? Like, you, you just gotta go out there and own it. Like, you're gonna look so unique because no one, no one on the shows that you're gonna be on are gonna look like you. And you're gonna stand out. Um, you're gonna do what you do in the ring, and the people are gonna remember you because you just, you it's just gonna last people's memory. And they were like. And he was like, that's what you need to do. Like, no one in this area is going to look like you. So you need to go to Trunks. So I switched. And then ever since, I just felt it took a little bit to be comfortable with it. But then I just, now it's just my look, you know? Yeah, it's really good uh, insight from a guy like Biff. But what does Biff know, right? What did he yeah. ever do? Right, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> Who did he ever beat? Who did he ever beat? <laughs> exactly. Ah, jinx. <laughs> of course, he's Oni Lorcan down there in NXT. And uh, Jesus, did he get a... Uh, effed up at the NXT TakeOver show, didn't he, Brian? Yeah. Yes, he did. Nice knee right to the face. Yeah, I didn't. we didn't mention that, I don't think. Uh, that was after we originally talked about the show. But yeah, broken orbital bone. He's going to be up for a little while. So uh, best wishes to our friend Biff. I don't know. I might have improved his looks. <laughs> hey. Hey-o. <laughs> so uh yeah biff busick uh, that, I, I didn't know that you trained with him that's that's great so yeah did that lead you into going to beyond as well yeah yeah exactly like he was a big supporter of me getting into beyond and i would go there all the time and i would you know help out in security or whatever else he could help out and like he get he's, he's like just show up be there be there all the time be there all the time and Something will happen. Something will happen. He was just like he—he he always supported me, and you know that's how I got into the on because um, he just had my back and he just kept pushing me. And you mentioned Brian, this Triple XL tag team that you were a part of with uh, with Ace Romero here. How did that whole thing get started in Beyond Wrestling? Well, I think we just we we wrestled a couple times for for Beyond, and the, and then I think Drew just kind of had this idea to put us together. I mean, I, I don't remember it being like this uh, crazy, like drawn out thing. It was just we wrestled each other a few times, and then they just like, yeah, we're gonna put you together, right? Is it, am I am I am I accurately describing this series of events, Ace? Yeah, it was like, yeah, we're gonna put you together, and then, then uh, job you out. <laughs> soon, sooner than later, we we're broken up. <laughs> well, Brian, you've been part of many failed tag teams. This is just uh, one of them, right? <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I, I will say I, I was extremely disappointed in, in how Triple XL turned out, especially in Beyond. I thought we really, I thought we really could have been something special there. And uh, I mean, we had really good matches, especially under the limited time constraints that we were given, and some of the interesting scenarios, um, you know, with like Janelope and whatnot, and 
you know, I kind of thought we were making chicken salad out of it, but uh, I, I don't know. It, it is what it is, I guess. Um, so, I guess, yeah, I guess it was a failure, but um, something that I thought really could have had legs, and I, I thought we could have done a lot of really cool things, uh, you know, if, if we had stuck together. Back to Limitless. You talked earlier about uh, Ace, that match with AR Fox. Is that the biggest match that you've had in Limitless? Uh, it's the biggest storyline I've had in Limitless. I don't know if it's the biggest match. I, I wrestled uh, pretty much a uh, majority of who's who in wrestling in Limitless, but it was definitely the biggest storyline Limitless has had. Like the rivalry between me and Fox is like definitely some of the fans uh, got into. And was that the one with all the uh, the blood and guts? <laughs> that was uh, that was definitely a chapter. Yeah, <laughs> my children enjoyed that match very much. Because <laughs> I know that you've uh, a number of occasions have done some pretty crazy things. I mean, you are a part of the Combat Zone Wrestling roster as well. What's the craziest thing that you've done in the Squared Circle, Ace? Uh, as far as like. On my body, it was probably the match with Fox. Like, there was just, like, I was all cut up. I was bloody. Like, and that was probably the most brutal thing. Um, as far as, like, CCW goes, I jumped off, like, a 15-foot platform. I, I did a, a swanton to a guy through a table. But as far as crazy, like, that, the light tubes and, like, the glass and the, the Lego Legos and the bottle caps all over the ring, like, it just, that sucked. Like, that was probably, like, as far as brutality goes, that's probably the craziest thing I've done. The funny thing about the way viral videos go is that that 15-foot swanton off the top, if you had missed, you would have already had a viral video before this one this past week, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fact that you hit it, it was just, ah, just 15 feet, yeah. you know, big guy coming <laughs> off on swanton onto a guy on the table. No biggie. <laughs> Amazing how that stuff works out. Uh, so what caused you to move uh, out to Dayton, Ohio, Ace? I just like I feel like in wrestling you gotta make moves. You can't like you can't stay stagnant. You can't stay in a bubble. You gotta keep like moving. I think that's where I I have succeeded um, in some areas where I'm like I, I gotta keep. I'm in an area for a little bit. I gotta keep moving. I, gotta, I need to get somewhere else. I gotta keep moving. I've never been to the Midwest before. The opportunity arose where like Sammy Callahan had just moved back from Florida and he bought a house here in Ohio and he's like I'm looking for roommates. You know, come live with me. I'll help you out with your career. Um, it's just one of those things where it's like, I, for me, I don't, I don't want to stay stagnant. I want to stay fresh. I want to get in front of as much, uh, you know, new audiences as I can. And where are you working primarily out there? Um, right now I'm pretty national as far as my bookings, but like, as far as the Midwest, um, I work for rockstar pro. It's a big company. They run every Wednesday um, and they have like eye review shows on uh, every first of the month on Fridays. And then I work for AEW uh, in Chicago, Chicago area. When I first got out here, I was working for uh, IWA Mid-South as well. I made that loop a couple of times. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a good good group of guys out here is, uh, between Rockstar and AEW. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy to be part of those rosters. You hear a lot of... Uh tales about iwa mid-south as well is that still run by ian rotten oh yeah uh, your experience there was good though yeah uh it, it was i had a couple of good matches there i wrestled sammy Callie in there one time and some other folks uh it, you know it was what it was i uh iwa mid-south you know it's, it's somebody you have to experience you know in person <laughs> <laughs> well you're a deathmatch guy now anyways right eh? <laughs> no, don't say that <laughs> i was not a part of that tournament they just had that was i i'm glad i was not asked I'm, i would have said no yeah i'm not i'm not a deathmatch guy <laughs> so how often are you traveling for wrestling is it every weekend yeah yeah most weekends i'm traveling uh i'm still like this is the first year i've ever been flown anywhere so like i've had i've had the most flights in my life this entire year i had took a little bit to get used to uh I hate the I hate I love I love going to new places. I hate the travel part. Uh, flying is something new to me, and I'm getting used to it. But I just I hate like the the layovers and waiting in line, all that shit, and sitting on the small airplanes. You know? I say being big on an airplane kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, that, that that part sucks. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a good good year so far as far as traveling. 
so you got this viral video and uh have you gotten any new bookings out of it? Have has anyone reached out to you in terms of you know bringing you new places? Yes, yes, they have. Um, as as of right now, things I can say, uh, I can I can talk about. Uh, I've been booked at Bar Wrestling in uh, Los Angeles. Okay. The other things, yeah. The other things right now, I'm not at liberty to say, but oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I, I'm all in for any opportunity. Oh, what? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> what? We'll just, leave, we'll just leave it at that, Brian, right? Yeah, yeah. Boy, will that be egg on your face, Brian, if this whole thing happens. Why would that be egg on my face? Because look at you. Well, we, won't, we won't really get <laughs> yeah. into it. We won't really get into it, but you know. You're trying to you're trying to make something of nothing here. It would, if somebody I knew and, and I'm friends with were to get something like that, I'd be happy for them. I'm not a uh, self-centered like piece of garbage like yourself, Mike. Yeah, something like what? Am I, am I missing something here? <laughs> <laughs> There's just not, nothing going on. Nothing going on. Nothing at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what are you thinking about uh, Ace Romero? Wh- where can he go from here, you think? Put the guy over. <laughs> well, I, I think he's I think he's doing great. He's doing a lot of great things, and you know the the one uphill battle that uh, Ace is going to ace. I hate to break it to you, buddy, and I love you, but you're going to face the same uphill battle that I have faced for 15 years. Uh, it's become more commonplace and more accepted, I think, on the indies and even a place like Ring of Honor. But uh, you know, getting to that WWE that that's still going to have to break the mold. But I think Ace has the tools to to be a guy who could break the mold. You know the opportunity could present itself, and I, th- I think he's a guy that could definitely go. He has the skills, and I'm talking about him like he's not on the line with us right now. But um, I think he has the he has the passion, he has a desire, and it's just a matter of do mindsets change there a little bit to be open again to. And, and it's definitely gotten better, but it's still not all the way there because I, you know, you know, we all we joke about it all the time, but it's WWE is the place where they hire a fat guy and then they punish you for being a fat guy that they hired when he was fat. Like it just, you know, it doesn't make any goddamn sense, but he's doing great. He doesn't need advice from me. He's killing it. Is that an aspiration of yours though, Ace, uh, WWE? Ah, uh, yeah, of course. You know, I, I like to make some, uh, some money in this business, you know, some, some big money, you know, I think that's, I think, I think like I want to do a lot of things, you know, I want to, I had some goals. Like I'm doing, I want to become national this year. You know, I'm doing that. I want to. I'm. I want to become international this year. I'm doing that. I want to. You know, get the attention of uh, bigger, larger companies. You know, like WWE or New Japan or Ring of Honor. Like I. I think. I think I'm doing that. Anywhere I can make money and be happy and showcase my skills to the world. That's that's what I want to do. And yeah, you're really getting out there, especially with this video. You're really getting out there and making things happen and i'm really hoping that you're gonna retweet this interview when it goes up because you know that would really help us out of course of course i'm gonna you guys are the first people i talk to you so i'll definitely uh put that over so uh where can people follow you on the twitter and such instagram and twitter are the same it's at the ac baby and then on facebook it's ace romero all right that's fantastic uh brian anything else that you want to say to this guy who left you in the dust? <laughs> left left <laughs> me in the. No, I think I think it's a matter of uh, you know sometimes tag teams. One's Shawn Michaels, one's Mario Gennetti, and then sometimes there are tag teams where both guys are Shawn Michaels. I think you're looking at one of them, Mike. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, thank you very much, Ace, for giving us the first interview with the latest wrestling viral sensation. Really appreciate your time here today on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. We want your feedback, folks. Tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on this week's episode, your thoughts on AC Baby, what we talked about with him this week. Use the hashtag WPAN so we can talk back at you. And the best way to interact with us is through the voicemail line. Call us. Get your voice 
on this podcast. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. We really appreciate your contributions to the podcast. Call right now before you forget. Put in this number in your phone, 401-584-9726. We haven't heard from you guys in a while. Let us know. Ask us a question. Leave us a comment. Anything on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on our voicemail line. Uh, Booking the Territory is a great podcast with Mike Mills, Hardbody Harper, Doc Turner. They've been supporters of the WPAN from day one. Thank you very much to them. They do two podcasts a week on Sundays and Thursdays. MikeMills.Podbean.com is the place where you can go and find everything you want to know. Become a patron of Booking the Territory. Lots of good stuff going on over there uh, on Booking the Territory. And our vantage point, our friends, Joe and Quinn, the retro wrestling podcast that you have to hear after you listen to us. Listen to them. Our vantage point, Joe Morata and Michael Quinn, OVPpodcast.com is the website to get more information on that great podcast. We listen each and every week, and you should too. And speaking of people we listen to each and every week, greetings from Allentown with Peter Winston. You heard him last Last week, here on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing, hear him on his own podcast, in his own domain, as he does his solo show from his dark and dingy basement, I just assume, as he uh, looks through his yellow notebook paper, talking uh, all kinds of nonsense about the world of wrestling in relation to a certain episode of Retro Wrestling television. Greetings from Allentown on the Pro Wrestling Only feed or on his own feed. Check that one out. And of course, Jason Stewart and the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. A great supporter of ours, Jason Stewart. Thank you very much to him. Find them wherever you get your podcasts. Stuff going on all week there on that feed. So listen and enjoy. Okay, Brian, it is time for this week's promo about nothing. But before we get into that, you are hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler, and you got dates? Yes, I uh, actually have a weekend off uh, this coming weekend, Mike. Well, a weekend off from pro wrestling, but an, a pretty full weekend of uh, family events. So I'll be sure to be very excited to be hitting the road the following weekend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when I head to Bad Street, Mike, Atlanta, GA, center stage for Ring of Honor Wrestling's international television taping. Uh, go to ROHWrestling.com for full ticket and card information. And then I round out the month of July in style, I guess, at the Yankee Homecoming event uh, for both Proving Ground Wrestling, first time I'll ever wrestle for them, uh, and then APW. I'll be pulling double duty that day, wrestling both ends of a double header. there. Uh, I'll be taking on uh, Derek Simonetti, and Proving Grounds, I guess. I think it's the main event of that show. And then I'll be pulling the main event duty in the APW show, challenging for the APW Heavyweight Championship of the World. Main event matches, main event money. There you go. Check out, uh, if you go to Facebook, there's an event for Yankee Homecoming. I'm sure I'll be sure to share it all over my social media. But the event is free. How about that? It's part of uh, Newbury, Port, Massachusetts, uh, Yankee Homecoming Celebration. So you get to come see two great wrestling shows. All the action starts at 10 a.m., bright and early, buddy. Holy so, Toledo. Yeah, it's going to be a rough night, too. The night before, uh, I'm going to have the little wild man all to myself. So it's going to be, I'm going to be <laughs> tired that day. Uh, but then the weekend after that, kicking off August in a big way, I'll be heading to Norwich, Connecticut for Northeast Wrestling. Uh, check out northeastwrestling.com for all ticket and card information. That's a stadium show, uh, so that'll be a biggie. Yeah, and then the very next day, I'll be heading to Pawtucket, Rhode Island for a debuting company. I'll once again be main eventing, Mike, for Outside the Box Wrestling. Find out Outside the Box Wrestling on social media. They are on Facebook. I'll be sharing that event, um, their debut show, so I'm sure uh, that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and then we'll stop with one more, Mike, on the on August 11th, once again, Northeast Wrestling, this time in Bethany, Connecticut, at the Northeast Wrestling Arena, Bethany Town Hall. Check out northeastwrestling.com for all ticket and card information. I'll be with Northeast Wrestling all summer long. Happy to be part of that great company. One of, and, and maybe the premier pro wrestling company in the Northeast United States. And you're going to be doing a lot of those stadium shows this summer? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I got a lot of I got a lot of dates for Northeast Wrestling. I'll be wrestling a lot in Connecticut and uh, New York this this August, especially. So, uh, pretty exciting to be a part of Northeast Wrestling. 
Yeah, get out and see the Kingpin. Those stadium shows are something else. They got a ton of names booked for those shows. So come out, support the Kingpin, and stay for you know Ray Mysterio and whoever else they got booked. <laughs> Who? Who? Right. Well, if you want to book the Kingpin, email Brian Malonis at Comcast.net or DM him on Twitter at Brian Malonis. And now it is time for this week's promo about nothing. The year 1990, I think. Uh, it's tough to know because these videos are not dated by year. So we go back to IPW. And Brian, if you're unfamiliar with that promotion, that is the home of the world famous Jumping Jeff Farmer. Uh oh. Yep. We're going back to IPW, so we are about to join Buddy Lee, the commentator, who is standing by with a gentleman uh, who's so aptly named. He is Tony the Spider. (laughs) Oh, boy. Not Tony the Tiger, Tony the Spider. And we've got a little time here, so we're going to play two promos from this gentleman back to back for you here we go it's this week's promo about nothing here's tony the spider (laughs) if you people only knew (laughs) now to the ring ladies and gentlemen here's tony the spider (laughs) now to the ring (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah brian we had time for two yeah um so mike what is the purpose of doing promos like just you know to the to the layman's out there and explain it in layman's terms to the commoners that aren't on the inside of the pro wrestling <laughs> business line like us what is the purpose of a promo to verbally express yourself and get people to pay money to come see a wrestling match you're involved in can you explain to me how the hell this helps anybody? <laughs> well, it's a great laugh. It's a great laugh. <laughs> I can tell you this much. He is, I am deeming him right now, a Heel Laugh Hall of Famer. Wow. Yeah, we haven't gone back to the Heel Laugh Hall of Fame in a long time since, uh, what, January, I think. Yeah, he's in. He's in. <laughs> Tony the Spider. Well deserved. <laughs> yeah, it really is. That's that's all he has. That's where it begins and ends for Tony the Spider. Now, do we want to describe this gentleman? The you know, how <laughs> yes. many arms does he have, Brian? How many arms are there? Does he have a, a certain uh, like a mask? I'll describe him. Ready? Okay. Nineteen eighty-seven. There you go. Nineteen. What does a pro wrestler in nineteen eighty-seven look like? <laughs> Uh, what you would say Hold in... On. 1987 Southern Wrestler. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Now I got you, yes. A lot of airbrushed uh, gear. Well, you can't really see his gear. He's wearing a tank top. Mullet for days. <laughs> <laughs> mullet, mullet for days and a mustache. <laughs> How much for mustache rides, Mike? Back at this time, it's probably like two and a half cents, right? <laughs> Inflation's hit, hit us all hard. It certainly has. Uh, And this guy was hopefully hit hard in the (laughs) ring. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what else to say about this guy. I mean, the laugh, second to Ted DiBiase, I would say. So this promotion, much like when you think of uh, the old World Championship Wrestling program with all the famous promos, this particular promotion, too, with Jumping Jeff Farmer and Tony the Spider, just known known for its promos. I'm 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 buying a ticket. Sign me up. <laughs> Where's the box office? I'll meet you there, buddy. I'll meet you there. You buy the <laughs> tickets. You put it, you put it on your credit card. I'll pay you back. I swear. If I, if I only knew, right? What did I? What did I? I want to know so bad. It's like I just I just need to know. I need to know. Well, see if you can look up uh, Tony the Spider. Let's get him as a guest on this podcast. It's like Kramer. You need to know. You must know. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> and a weird follow-up here. Sorry, I get distracted by a text message from a guy we just talked to, Ace Romero, and apparently Jamie Foxx just tweeted out his video. What? So there's that. <laughs> it's amazing that you got this text now when he tweeted it out days ago. <laughs> yeah, very, very, very true. It's uh, from the past. Uh, it's like <laughs> when we did the Biffies. 
Yes, exactly. Well, uh, Tony the Spider, make sure you go and see this man in full spider regalia. He, I mean, you look at this guy, you think spider. When I look at this guy, I think uh, he's somebody's stepdad and he drives a Trans Am. (laughs) (laughs) If you want that full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode or at the WPAN.com. Thanks again to Ace Romero for joining us here on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Great to talk to him and good luck in all of his uh, things he's got going on now. He is a big star now, so hopefully he'll remember us. Well, we are back here next week, next Monday, for episode 117 of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Till then, he is the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing.